Hey and welcome. This is Chris with Cards and Cigars Media, and you're listening to the Cards and Cigars Podcast. The show that has real discussions about cards and cigars with the people that make both interesting. Today, we're talking cigars and stuff with Christian, affectionately known as Cheese, who is a proud sister of the leaf and a valuable member of the Cigars National Humidor staff here in Fort Worth. We'll ask her some questions, get some answers, laugh a little, and see what she's smoking today. Thanks for joining us. Cheese, how are you today? Hello. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So tell me, first and foremost, what are you smoking today? Right now, I am smoking a Tabernacle Havana Seed. It is the David Perfecto 5x54. It's pretty good. I haven't tried it yet, so starting off pretty good. It's a high-dollar cigar. Mm. What are you smoking? I'm smoking the Rocky Patel 60th Anniversary. Nice. I've had that a couple times. I like it. Thank you. Hopefully it'll, get, it'll be good. So tell me, um, you've introduced yourself to the people. How long have you been working at CI? I have been working at CI since we opened. So our Fort Worth location opened up in July of 2020. And I've been here since the middle of August, pretty much. Okay. Okay. And how many locations does CI have as far as retail? Uh, so I forget when I count. But let's see. So there's two in Pennsylvania. That's okay. where it originated. There's also two in Florida. Okay. Um, we have three now in Texas. So they just opened up a San Antonio store. So... What is that? Four, six, seven, eight. About Tampa? To, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Now, real quick, how long have you been enjoying cigars? I have been enjoying cigars for as long as I have been working here, to be honest. Uh, my parents have always been big in cigars, and... Uh, I, you know, I observed, but I never dabbled in it myself. You know, you always see older people in cigars or, you know, I just didn't understand it then. I'm like, okay, celebration's something to do. But since joining, you know, the CI staff, uh, yeah, I, I, it's an art. I appreciate it. I really kind of made my way in it. Okay, that's fair enough. Um if you don't know, I'm one of the parents that she mentioned. <laughs> so this is my daughter. Yes. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, just real quick also. Since you've been, I'd say maybe less than two years as a cigar individual, uh, what do you look for when you select a cigar for your enjoyment? I mean, yeah. So my selection process is kind of all over the place um, because... Particu particularly, it doesn't matter. I I have to have a meal before I smoke. Because um, I've had some some instances where I didn't, and I was like, uh-oh. Even when it was a mild cigar, it was kind of topsy-turvy. Mm -hmm. But usually, um, earlier in the day, I like a good mild or a good Connecticut or something. So I usually just look for something in those categories. Um, I always like to 
seek out things that I haven't tried before. So it's very rare when I'll smoke the same cigar twice because, I mean, there's so many. So there's just a lot to try. Um, Any favorites that stick out to you? Um, as far as just like Connecticut's or just anything? In, in general. In general, that's kind of hard. Um, mm. But I can honestly say that like one of my favorite brands is Foundation. Um, another one is Room one, Room 101, mm-hmm. Illusion. I like smaller boutique brands. So I, and they seem to, but they seem, even though they're smaller, they seem to have a lot of choices. Okay. So I like to dabble in those. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now let's say you're, you're um, not at work and you're out just uh, relaxing with friends. Oh, went out already? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's. Hmm, let's think about this little perfecto. Let's, oh, it's okay. Light it again. So when you're out with friends or whatever, um, do any of your, fr- your friends ever enjoy cigars? <laughs> no, not really. Um, but I can I can proudly say that they've seen me and my journey. And honestly, they just think it looks cool. So... They want to learn more about it, and I've actually been able to teach a few of my friends how to actually smoke a cigar, just a little bit of cigar knowledge. So that's been kind of fun. A little cigar one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, this one we're going to touch on a couple of things. What's been some of the reactions from people that, that see you, a young black woman in the CI humidor as an employee? Uh... It's a little bit of a mixed crowd with that. So initially, um, it was just kind of uh, I wondering what I'm doing here. Okay. Um, it's no secret that tobacco industry, cigar industry is a good old boys club. Right. And, you know, for a while, our clientele, particularly at CI Fort Worth only looked a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so when customers, and kind of still to this day, I mean, a lot of people know my face now. They recognize me, so they know. But um, the reactions were, yeah, just kind of assumption that I really, why is she working here? She really doesn't know. People would hourly ask me, do you smoke cigars? And my response, you know, I just kind of, at this point, I just kind of laugh. But then, you know, I also tell them, you know, I can work a plethora of places, but I choose to work here. And I've been here for about two years now. So clearly there's something right or there's something I enjoy about it. Okay. Um, But also I, for the longest time, I mean, because I was like, since I didn't smoke coming into it, I was like, well, you know, I'll just try one maybe every couple of days or a week and stuff. But then I was easily influenced because, you know, I am a, I work in customer service. So how are you going to sell something to somebody if you don't know your product? Right. Um, That's not how I operate. I don't want to just, you know, BS people and just tell them, oh, yeah, it tastes like this and da-da-da. And that, you know, not be true. That not be truly what's true to myself. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, they just assume, sometimes they just assume that I don't know anything or, 
you know, I'm just not the particularly the first person to ask. But, you know, like I said, being customer service, I do enjoy helping people, even if they don't really have a, a warm, welcoming response to me, I'm going to make sure to have a, a welcoming, warm response to them. Okay. So it's been a lot of mixed stuff, but I've also gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of like, I don't know if you call it gratitude in a way or just like a lot of, wow, you know, we really haven't seen too many women, let alone black women working in our local humidors or cigar shops and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, sometimes people tell me I'm a breath of fresh air and I appreciate that, too. Do you have any regulars? Yeah, I got I got a lot of regulars. Okay, they like to come in and ask for cheese. Where's cheese? Yeah, they ask for cheese. Sometimes they call on the phone. And they, they call our location and it's like, can I speak to the, if they don't know my name, can I speak to the young lady that helped me out the other day or whatever? Or sometimes they'll directly ask me, where's cheese at? So okay. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's very good. That means you're making a good connection with the people that you're servicing and they, they value your opinion and they, they look for you. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to me. Okay, so um, one of the things I've heard you mention before is the phrase... And I want you guys to pay attention to this one. The cigar future is female. Can you elaborate on that sentiment, that statement, that focus, that overall? Um, sure. So that kind of um, statement came from honestly something simple. I just wanted a really cool-looking background image for one of my profile pictures on social media. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, looking for different photos, like on Pinterest, or just, you know, just looking for... I I didn't really find what I wanted. So I really love, you know, the Nike saying and how a lot of different brands have coined the saying, the future is female. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've used it in different, um, just uh, different, what am I trying to say, different um, fields mm-hmm. and um, as a, as different subjects. As a call to subjects. action or as a, as a positive look? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when I'm thinking about it, when, I mean, I read a lot of articles. I try to do as much research as I can. And I'm interested. I'm interested not just in the tobacco business itself, but how women are making an impact in the tobacco business. And when I thought about it, I was just like, huh, the cigar feature is female. That's, I don't know, it just has a really cool ring to it. (laughs) Um, Kind of simply, but then also, I really feel that way. You know, there are tons of women growers and we know that most of the time, honestly, in like Nicaragua, other countries, most of the rollers are women. You know, sure. I'm starting to really discover a lot of women who have their own um, cigar shops, like even right here in Dallas, Texas, and, you mm-hmm. know, just in the surrounding areas. And um, I would love, personally, I've already had a dream to have my own cigar brand or something like that. You heard it here first. <laughs> In the future. So, I mean, it's true. Like I said, it, it 
from the outside looking in, it was a, a good old boys club. But, you know, we're expanding, we're evolving, and it's okay to move with the times. It's okay to move the times and accept that a woman might lead you to your next favorite cigar. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Currently, right now, if you were, I noticed you said you was, there was a few, a few cigars that you had that you did like. Um, your worst experience with a cigar. Oh. What could, well, what, what was that experience like to you? I feel bad if I would say what cigar it was. Okay. We don't have it to, might be. <laughs> we'll, well, no, no names this time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I might be somebody's favorite. They might be offended. Uh, I think it was, I would say it was a mild cigar. Mm-hmm. But, well, it was, it was. The profile of it, I was told, was very mild. Okay. But I think, again, that's why I say I have to have something on my stomach because I don't think I had enough okay. on my stomach. And um, I don't think I just wasn't hydrating enough. But um, Very important. I was smoking at work. It was a night shift. And I was finishing it up, and it was really good. Like, it was tasty and everything. You know, but then gradually started to get a little bit of the bubble guts. Okay, I know this is normal a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it quickly graduated to, <laughs> I got to get out of here. My shift's over. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To the point where I was driving. I was driving. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Dad, actually. But I was driving. I was about to cross the bridge. And... uh I felt like I had to throw up, and I was Ooh. about to. I had to open up the door on the bridge on the highway, and I had to. Th- <laughs> I had to throw up, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And that totally turned me off. I was like, "I'm never smoking that again." Okay. Yeah, that was. That was probably the worst experience. I think my my worst experience with a cigar. Mm-hmm. And I won't say any names. <laughs> it was because I didn't have enough in my stomach. Um, I was trying to hydrate as much as possible. But it was just too strong for me mm-hmm. at the time. And I think I, I, I stood up to leave. And instantly when I stood up to leave, <laughs> my body said, no, you're going to sit back down. <laughs> um, I started getting a cold sweat. Um, and I, I was just really, I just felt really uneasy. Mm. I felt like I was going to be sick. Um, and I was luckily I, I I googled really quick on what to do if you got cigar sick, and it said to uh, what is it? It said take some sugar mm-hmm. and eat some sugar or put some sugar on your tongue or something or whatever. I didn't have anything, so when I got back from where I was, the only thing I could find was honey. So I just squeezed honey into my mouth, <laughs> um, and then I collapsed on the sofa and slept it off. Yeah. That nicotine can be a little bit of a killer sometimes. Yes, yes you gotta you can. be. You yes, gotta you be can. careful. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What what is a what do you look for in a good cigar yourself in regards to, let's say it's mid afternoon or late evening or whatever? Um, is there any type of wrapper you you lean towards? Any type of fillers that you know about, or do you just go through and look and see? Hey, this one looks good today. Hmm. 
That's a good question. Um, I let's see. So, of course, I have my favorite brands, mm-hmm. but when I'm trying to try something outside of those brands, um, I I do my research. Okay, I do my research on them, or just something that maybe I want to smoke for a certain amount of time. So I'll kind of go based off of that first, like how long, you know, I want to smoke and the size of it. Um, I don't typically do anything larger than like like a 60 mm-hmm. ring gauge. Uh, that's just a little too much for me. Um, but I... Hmm, I never really thought about, like, the branding and stuff. But, you know, that's true. Honestly, I don't want to sound like a girl, whatever. But sometimes, no, I do look like, oh, if the brand is cute or, you know, if the band has some nice art on it or the colors are appealing, the the box is appealing, then, yeah, for sure. Like, then I'll I'll pick it out and I'll try it just because I like the way it looks. Right. I understand. Um, but I, I will say one of some of my favorite... Um, some of my favorite rappers, I, I like Cameroon, you know. Um, I, I like a few, like Mexican San Andreas. The spice used to scare me. Mm-hmm. But then I've discovered some blends that kind of like, kind of d- dampen the spice a little bit and make it more enjoyable, mm-hmm. not so harsh. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of all over the place, to okay. be honest. Do you... I know you said you want to have something on your stomach, but do you ever pair food with a cigar? Or you, you do you eat first and then smoke? Mm. Can you can you eat and smoke at the same time? I'm trying to think, have I done that before? Um, actually last night I did, because I had some pretty good barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I had some like some sausage <laughs> and stuff. And I was smoking a um, CAO um, Cameroon, actually. Okay. The La Anniversary, so the one with the the shiny green and the red label on it. Okay. Um, and it actually paired really well. With the barbecue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it did. Um, but I don't typically smoke and eat at the same time. Okay. That's not like a normal thing that I do. How about um, a beverage? At the same time, is it mostly water or soda, tea, anything like that. If I'm trying it for the first time, I like to drink water so I can really get the notes. If I can't, you know, really get the flavor for what it is. Um, but then sometimes, you know, I do enjoy a good bourbon, or you know, when I do have a like a San Cristobal or La Roma de Cuba with the San Andreas, because I, you know, I'm not scared of those. (laughs) But, like, you know, a good tequila drink, something not too overpowering. I I like to find good balances of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, The other day I smoked, like, a Tatuaje Animal Cracker, and I had, like, an espresso martini with it, and that seemed to pair really well, you know, with, like, the cocoa and the uh, Java notes to it and stuff like that. So, I mean... It's a fun thing. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to uh, grow my palate. You know, I'm still trying to like hone it 
which I mean, it could take a long time. True. They say it take True. you know years for yes. that to happen. Um, but I think it's fun for me to try to see. Okay, this tastes good. I'm puffing on it. It tastes good. Let's try out different things and okay. see. Why do you do that? Do you smoke and eat? I usually, um, I will smoke and eat it sometimes, um, but I, I don't often retrohale sometimes, so it's harder for me to get some of the notes that are supposed to go with it. Um, I just can tell if it's a heavier cigar, I need to have something heavier on my stomach or heavier to eat with it, mm-hmm. like a good burger. Um, with a um, you know like a Cohiba Black or something like that, mm-hmm. or a good steak. Yeah, I, I need to have some of those things now. Like with this Rocky Patel, this is very light it's, for me. It's a it's a very good flavor cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, today I'm getting what Seven Up or ginger ale. What am I not drinking? Sprite. Sprite and okay. lime. <laughs> Sprite and lime. Okay, and you have a ginger ale and lime. So it it just depends really. Um, sometimes I'll drink a uh, um, a root beer. Because a lot of times root beer, some of the, the creamier notes and tastier notes will blend well with cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, it just depends. Yeah. I'm working on my palate as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Thank you. It's your day <laughs> off. You have nothing planned or anything you have to do. How is Cheese spending her day? Ideal. An ideal day for Cheese. An ideal day? An because... ideal day. Even though it's day off, it's always something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, an ideal day, I would wake up nice and refreshed. I'd have a good breakfast, because um, I don't usually eat breakfast too much. But, you know, I'd like breakfast food, so i have a good breakfast, good, light, healthy breakfast. Um, I'd probably... See, but I always find errands to run. Like, I always find... Yes, you do. <laughs> so... Mm. But I like to drive. Like I like to take drives, you know, and just be out in the in the atmosphere. Since I I do work a lot and I'm indoors a lot and stuff, so anytime I could be outside, you know, maybe find a nice patio, go hang out. Which inevitably that means smoking. Okay. So I'm definitely gonna smoke throughout that day with some friends. Yeah. Okay. Also, you know, I have a jewelry business, so. I. What's the name of your jewelry business? It is called Monarch Masterpieces. And I make things out of custom, well, with stones and crystals. And uh, my proceeds go towards the Lupus Foundation of America, or just Lupus Education and Research and whatnot. So it is a self care for me to work on some aspect of my business and try to, you know, grow that a little bit. Um, I'm also a birth doula, so I do some research on babies or, you know, just what's going on in the maternal and health world and whatnot. It's really interesting to me. And then I go see my best friend who has a baby, (laughs) and I go play with a baby. So, yeah. I guess that's an idea. Oh, yeah, I didn't say eating there, but eating is inevitable. Of course. We got to have some, yeah, got to have a good meal or two besides the breakfast after that and stuff. But, yeah, that's a pretty pretty ideal day. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. You did mention that one of your your passions is is lupus. Mm -hmm. Um, 
how do you feel knowing that the lupus does not get as much, I'd say, uh, notoriety as some of the other autoimmune diseases or things that people are fighting with, such as cancer research or, you know, Alzheimer's research, uh, you being a person living with lupus, how do you, what would you like to see more of as far as the way lupus is perceived and how it's going? Um, so I guess when my lupus journey start, when it started, which was back in 2013, um, yeah, it was kind of shocking how there wasn't that much research on it. And then I quickly learned that, well, it's because, you know, lupus takes on a lot of other symptoms of different, different, you know, ailments and whatnot, different diseases. So it's, it's pretty hard to diagnose initially. And that's why a lot of people are confused, and that's why a lot of people don't know about it because they assume or believe some a doctor has told them that they, you know, are diagnosed with something else when really it is just lupus. It just happens to be a symptom of lupus. Okay. Um, but as far as like the publicity goes, um, a lot of times people like to compare campaigns to like you know Susan G. Komen and whatnot, and and breast cancer in October, and how world-renowned that is, um, when, honestly, the research shows that there's just as many people out there living with lupus Mm -hmm. as there are breast cancer. Right. Um, And, you know, I don't... I guess our, our government has a lot to do with it, you know, just, like, petitioning for more grants for research because, you know, there there really is no cure right. for lupus. And so the majority of the funds being raised for it just go towards, like I was saying, the education around it, um, the clinical trials uh, for, you know, different medications to help treat it and whatnot. And um, initially... You know, it did make me sad because especially I attended uh, an HBCU and with... Which one? (laughs) The illustrious North Carolina Central University, Equal Pride Amplified. So... (laughs) I did as well. (laughs) So with with lupus, uh, kind of like the predominant group is uh, women and women of color... Um, being on that campus and a lot of my actually kind of helping a lot of my peers discover or be tested to f- find out that they have lupus too, um, I kind of started to channel my confusion and my pain into just like advocacy, you know, advocacy work and joining support group and things like that. But I definitely think, you know, there's a long road ahead with everything, with with just the general education of it all mm-hmm. and uh, spreading more awareness, you know, make it more publicized so that the people who truly need the treatment and the, the caregivers of the people who need the treatment are just more informed and they feel like they have more of a support system 
in the world or just in in the areas that they live in, in the states they live in, and the country that we live in. Um, but yeah, it's a fight. It's a long fight, but there's definitely there's definitely progress, little progress being made, little yeah. by little. That's good. That's good. Um, Lupus.org, I believe, is the main website. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, lupus.org. To get further information about that. Yeah, um, Lupus Foundation of America. And, you know, we're having a walk. We're having an annual walk this Saturday. Okay. So that's exciting. Okay, so the Lupus Walk, what is what is the Lupus Walk? I mean, is it is it, can anybody participate? Yeah, anybody can participate. Um, it's pretty much in every city across the country. Mm-hmm. But it's called Walk to End Lupus Now. Um, so basically, yeah, you can sign up as an individual walker. You can sign up as a group. I attend a Fort Worth lupus support group. So we are Team Butterfly Effect. Okay. <laughs> and I just so happen to be the team captain. So <laughs> that that's also been, you know, another thing that I've taken on. Um, your, your, your plate's busy. Your plate's full. Yeah, I always got something to do. But I enjoy it. Okay. So, but yeah, anybody can join. And since COVID, our walks were virtual. Or now, even though things are kind of loosening up a little bit, it's still an option to be a virtual walker. But yeah, you just go on the website, figure out which region or which area that you want to participate in. You can be a donor. You can just help, you know, fundraise. Or you can help just, like, spread the word about it. But... Any any and everybody is is welcome, and as a fellow loopy, we appreciate it. Very good, very good. Well, Christian, it's uh, it's been an honor. Uh, cheese, I'm sorry. So, I would definitely like to thank you for being my very first, my very first guest on the Cigar Cars and Cigars Magazine podcast, um, Cars and Cigars Media Production. Um, hosted here at the beautiful Cigars International Fort Worth. Thank you very much. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you'd like to help support their podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and you can hear us on all major platforms. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow me on Instagram at Cars Cigars Magazine and the newly launched Cigars uh, Cigar Public website. If you're in the Fort Worth area, please join our free, also free, again, Car meet every first Sunday next door to Cigars International at the North Fort Worth Cabela's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have this as an opportunity to give back to our community by collecting donations for the Tarrant Area Food Bank. Now, before she gets out of here, how can people reach out to you if they want to learn more about Monarch Masterpieces or Lupus Awareness or even Cheese? Yeah, so have an Instagram page. Uh, it's at Monarch Masterpieces, just Monarch Like a Butterfly Masterpieces. Um, I also have a website for that, so you can go on, browse some of my pieces, and read a little bit of my blog posts, because I do talk on there. Okay. And, um, also, I am one of the social media managers for our CI Fort Worth page, so go on Cigars International Fort Worth um, page on Facebook, on Instagram, 
and check me out. You'll see my face. You'll see my poster too. Okay. So, yeah. TikTok or anything? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have a TikTok. <laughs> I know. I forgot about that. Uh, I haven't updated it in a while, but uh, I am on TikTok and I am smoked cheese. So that's clever. Yeah. At S M O K E D C H E E Z E. I spell cheese with a Z, not an S. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, um, Dad. It's been an honor. It's been an honor and a pleasure, and I'm so proud of you, and I just can't wait to see how this is going to take off. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. So thanks again, and I hope everyone has a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.